Thanks, Greg. Uh, so this morning, we have the privilege of hearing from two of our own, uh, just their testimonies about how they have encountered the Holy Spirit as we are anticipating and preparing for the Holy Spirit weekend next weekend. Um, so I'd like to call Susan Friesen and Richard Rushlow up. Um, and I just like, I hope your hearts are so prepared to just have your faith be pumped up through this. I love hearing um, testimonies and just how God does, um, how he works so differently through all of us. And um, so I'm, I'm so hoping that you're so excited for this as I am. Uh, we have met, we have planned, we have tried to get all the things in order, but we have, we very much acknowledge that, you know, we can make our plans, but the Holy Spirit directs our path. And so we have surrendered this morning and asked the Holy Spirit to just lead and guide as they share. Um, so Susan and Richard, I just want to thank you guys so much for being willing to share your stories and your experiences. Um, and so we've been all prayed up. I'm just going to get right to it. We don't have all day, although we would like to take that. Um, <laughs> I'll just start with the first question with Susan. Um, can you just tell us about some of your first encounters with the Holy Spirit? Yes. Um, so, yeah, growing up in a Christian home and having a father who was very on fire for the Lord and um, lived his faith really well in front of us and prayed all the time, and he prayed an awful lot for us. And I remember being 15 and getting ready for baptism, and at that time we had to learn a lot of scriptures, memorize a lot of scriptures for baptism, and, and just going through it and just really praying, praying God that, that I really wanted a change in my heart. I really wanted to follow him all the way. And then, um, you know, I was at a different church at the time, and we didn't do immersion at that time, um, but we did, they did pouring on. So I remember kneeling down, and the pastor came, and he poured water on me for the baptism and instantly with that water I just felt fire and um, just such fire go through me like electricity and I'm like I don't know I don't know what this is actually because I, I wasn't familiar with that but just thinking how am I going to get up I have to get up again um, it didn't it wasn't until later sometime that I realized that was the Holy Spirit that came upon me during that time um, but I, I I didn't, I didn't even re recognize it at the time. I just felt really big peace come upon me with that. Um, and so one of the, you know, the scriptures, Matthew 3.11 says, I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me comes one who is more powerful than I, um, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with Holy Spirit and fire. And so that is just kind of what happened. And I, and I didn't even really realize that's what it was. Um, then there was another really significant one for me. Uh, when I was 18, um, I was at a youth camp um, uh, with our youth group, and um, we had a speaker that really just spoke about surrendering to God what we wanted most in life, and to let it go, and to never expect God um, to give it back to us. And so the Holy Spirit just came really much on me uh, with conviction. Like, I just felt really heavy conviction that night as he spoke. And there was one thing that I, that I was holding on to really dearly, and that was I wanted to get married. I didn't want to be an old maid. That sounds maybe crazy, but I had a sister who was 14 years older than me, and she still wasn't married. And I'm like, oh, she's never going to get married. She's going to be an old maid. I don't want to be an old maid. And so I, I remember that. And there was one thing that I didn't want to do. I had other siblings that had gone to Bible school, and I did not want to go to Bible school. 
And so those are the two things that I really struggled with that night. And I remember at the end just going up um, to the altar and just saying, God, I surrender. I surrender the right to never have a boyfriend. I surrender the right to never be married. And I will even go to Bible school if you want me to. I will do whatever you call me to do. And my heart was very light. Um, and then the next day, everybody was going horseback riding. And I decided I didn't want to go horseback riding because the day before, my horse had taken off with me and jumped over a fence. And, <laughs> and I wasn't too keen on that. So I walked back all by myself in the stables. And as I'm walking back, I suddenly hear a voice behind me, what I think is behind me. And it said, are you willing to love Jake if I want you to? And I turn around and I said, who said that? And there's nobody there. And the voice came a second time, but this time it came more from within me. And I said, Lord, I said, didn't you hear me last night? I gave up the right to have a boyfriend, to ever get married, I'll, you know. And he said, you also said you would do whatever I ask you to, or were you not serious? And I'm like, I ran to my cab and I said, no, Lord, I'm totally serious, but you're going to have to do a miracle here. You're going to have to, first of all, get Jake to realize that I'm alive. <laughs> and then for me to have the feelings for him, right? Uh, because I knew that was not something that we could conjure up because he was a bit older. He hung up with an older crowd. And, and I'm just like, and, and the other thing was, you know, most of the girls were after him. <laughs> and so he wasn't really, you know. <laughs> um, anyway, so that was on Monday. By Friday, there was such an attraction between the two of us that we could have never made up. It was the Holy Spirit doing it. And, you know, a month later we were dating and a year, just a year and, and some months later we got married. Um, and it's honestly one of the best decisions I could have ever made because I made really bad choices when it came to dating people. But when God showed me, it was the right one. And I'm so grateful for that. Um, therefore, just Romans 12, 11 says, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Surrender to God is always our true um, and proper worship. And God can do with our surrender what he wants. And he could have possibly said, no, I'm never going to have you get married. But that wasn't the point. The point was surrender. God wanted surrender. And that came under the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, we really wanted to just be able to share um, the different ways the Holy Spirit speaks and, and, and manifests in our lives and so I'm going to ask Richard the same question um, because his story is very different. So, Richard, um, what were some of your first encounters with the Holy Spirit? Thanks, Maria. Uh, I went to church my whole life, and I've always liked coming to church. I went to youth group all the way through grade school and then high school. And it, was, it wasn't until my grade 12 year where my youth leader at the time invited me on a missions trip to go to SOAR, Montreal, for a 10-day missions trip. Sure. <laughs> and one of the things we had to do on this trip was go to a community center and clean out their pantry. These people were an outreach to homelessness and just a charity in Montreal but they just didn't have enough, enough volunteers to 
properly stock. So me and one other youth leader went in there and spent a couple hours cleaning out their pantry. And as we were leaving, there were about six or seven people in the hallway. And I looked over, and they were thanking us, but they didn't really speak English. So I prayed for them. And my limited French was from grade six to grade nine, one hour of French a day. I do very little French. <laughs> and yet I prayed for them a whole prayer in French. And I walked out of that building <laughs> not knowing what I said. Jamie, my youth leader, looked over at me and said, I didn't know you spoke French. I said, I don't. <laughs> and I wrestled with that for many years because I, I didn't see how I could, I could do that. I've, I fully believe the Holy Spirit was there that day and wanted to say thank you to those people, wanted to bless those people in a language they knew. But I went through many years. That was, my, that was grade 12. And it wasn't until I was 21 when I was up on the stage and got baptized in 2019. And then... <laughs> My, my journey was a struggle of hearing from God and not knowing if God was still with me. Even though I had gotten baptized, I still didn't feel quite loved. Until this year, when a friend wanted to start a, a mentorship, and we kept meeting every week, once a week. And it wasn't, it was February this year when they just asked, do you hear from God? And I didn't want to answer. Because I knew the answer was, I don't think so. So we prayed. And we prayed for an hour. And I felt this need to get on my knees. And just to cry out to God. And I heard the words, I have never left you. So clearly in my head. James 4, 7 to 8 says, Submit yourselves to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. I didn't realize how much I just needed to draw near to him, and he was there the whole time. That's amazing. That's such an awesome story of how, you know, we can go through valleys of feeling like, he isn't here. I haven't heard him in X amount of time. And then for him to say to you, I, I never left you, like that's, that's so big. And that just shows the faithfulness of God. Um, so, uh, Susan, um, our next question for you is, um, uh, did you have any hesitation um, about wanting to encounter the Holy Spirit? And how would you say your experience was different from what you thought it would be or your hesitation about it? Yeah, um, I, it was probably my early 20s um, that, that I got more introduced to um, the works of the Holy Spirit. And um, I was petrified, actually. I really was. Um, 
because I, I just had heard some, some, some way far out stories about, you know, Holy Spirit, how he worked, and, and, and I was just scared because it was, seemed weird to me. Um, but we, were, we went to a conference, um, and there the speaker was speaking. He was speaking about, well, first of all, as I'm sitting there, I'm looking around, and I'm, in my mind, I'm criticizing this person's dress, this person's hair, this person's whatever. I'm just, just in my mind, you know, criticizing. And he started speaking about that. And he was speaking about, have, did you grow up in a home where, where you were given so many rules that, that were, you had to follow? You couldn't wear certain clothes. You couldn't wear certain, you know, you don't wear makeup. You don't have your hair a certain way that every. And so he was talking about a religious spirit. And as he started talking, like, the spirit just really, my heart was pounding so hard because I knew it was me. Because here I'd just been sitting, even in this conference, and I'd been doing it. And um, when, when he said, you know, God wants you to be free and to be able to love the way he loves. And I'm like, oh, I, I don't know how. Like, um, and so he said, if any, if any of you are struggling in this area, I would like you to come up and to, to get prayer. And I'm in a, this is a really big conference, thousands of people. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to go up. I don't want to go up. I don't, you know, I don't know. Um, but the spirit wouldn't just, just my heart was pounding because I knew he was talking directly to me and the Holy Spirit was bringing conviction. So finally I got up and I went and stood in line for the prayer. And um, as he came by and he just touched my head and he prayed for me, I actually fell down, which I had, didn't know anything about. But it wasn't, it was such, it was very, very powerful, but it was such peace came over me. Like I just felt something had drastically changed inside of me. And, um, and just even the scripture that, um, I mean, just Colossians 2.8 says, See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit according to human tradition, according to the elements of spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. And then 2 Corinthians 3.17 says, Now the, spirit is, the Lord is the spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And that is kind of what I felt that day. Um, I had a hair shop in my own home, and... The things that I remember, what happened to me after that was just such a testimony that what, what had happened to me was very real and the Holy Spirit had come in because I started having a love for the Word of God, the Bible. I couldn't put it down. Like my dad had us read our Bibles all the time when we were younger and I was just ink and pages, ink and pages, ink and pages. Okay, have I read enough yet, you know? Um, I knew the stories, but I didn't know it from the heart. But I remember picking up my Bible and I would run to Jake and I would say, do you know what this says? Do you know what? And he's like, but you know this. You've read. No, but I don't know this. Like, I knew this in my head, but I never knew it in my heart. And suddenly, the scriptures just became alive to me. And, and I, I couldn't get enough. And, and so, and, and I could, the other thing that happened with that is boldness. I got a boldness. Like, being in a salon, my poor clients or my lucky clients, I don't know. <laughs> but they heard the gospel. And they heard, heard the excitement, what Jesus was doing. Because I couldn't shut up. It was like a fire burning within me. I just had to share what God was doing, and, and I just wanted people to know. And that's also where it started, where I just started asking people if I could pray for them. And I just prayed with so many people in, in my hair shop. And there was literally clients that would come, and they would say, they would make an appointment. They would come, and they said, I actually don't need a hair appointment, but I really felt the Lord told me to come see you. And would you know, we would start talking, we would start sharing, and we would start praying. And we would go over time. And somehow God allowed the next person to forget they had an appointment. And the time would just work out perfectly. And that's just how God started doing ministry in my hair shop. Because suddenly 
the spirit had just given so much life to the word and and and, and like well, like I said it was boldness and I couldn't I, I couldn't shut up I just I had to share and it was just an excitement that that became I literally felt like the veil was torn away from my eyes that I could not understand the scriptures before and now it was just life to me wow that's amazing it's so good that's so god I, it's so god it's so god <laughs> um i know i had like i forget how many years close to probably 20 years of sitting in your chair when you did my hair and and same like exactly that like often just feeling like um I need to, I want to go see her, so I'll just make an appointment so I can go and, and sit and chat. And it was such a life-building, faith-building thing for me um, to just experience how the Holy Spirit moved through you and made himself known to me. Um, and that's, like, that's, that's how God works. Like, we get to be filled and just fall so madly in love with him and then it spills over into other people when we don't even realize it's happening. That's the coolest thing. Um, so, yeah, Richard, I have the same question for you. Did you have any hesitations? Did you <laughs> kind of go, oh, my gosh, what is this about? I don't know about this. And then how was your experience different than you thought it would be? Mm -hmm. Yeah, just to add to what Susan was saying there, too, I just saw this Tim Keller quote the other day about the Christian gospel. And he says, it's, it's a gospel that says that I am so flawed that Jesus had to die for me, yet I am so loved and valued that Jesus was glad to die for me. So this leads to a deep humility and deep confidence at the same time. And that's very true in my life as well, where I've always felt like, I don't know if it's because I was tall as a child and just always had the attention drawn to me, so I just one to hide. And yet I felt like I could never I could never be in a position above other people because of that. So it's been a struggle to overcome that. But with God, with Jesus in my life, he he gives me the boldness to preach about the gospel. And I can think of even even just this past week in this discipleship group I'm in Ian told us to think of a sermon, and we had to perform a sermon for the other two people in the group. And I was studying through Joseph, trying to find a, a word I wanted to say. And I had looked at this, these seven chapters for about four hours. <laughs> Just had nothing. But then the next day at work, I repented to God because I knew there was something blocking me. And all of a sudden, I just have all these thoughts coming up for a story that just makes sense of God's goodness. And I just wanted to share with you guys that Jesus is that coat of many colors that Jacob gives to Joseph. And we need to boldly proclaim our dreams that God has for us to the people that hate us to Joseph's brothers that didn't see him as a loved, a loved son. And so through the gospel, I've been able to grow in my confidence. 
grow my ability to speak to people and grow in community with everyone. Hebrews 10, 25 says, let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another because the day of the Lord is near. And through Jesus, we are all a community and we all need to share love to each other. So through this, scripture does speak more clearly to me. And even worshiping with you guys here, I feel like I feel the presence of the Lord every single week now. It's it's beautiful. I uh, I never used to cry during worship, but it's it's overpowering sometimes. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, yeah, and like your story is so relatable. It's so relatable in just feeling like. Uh, I, I just don't get it. How could how could this come to me? How could I how could I be a part of this too, right? And God just making himself known uh so just so beautifully to you. Um is just so encouraging. Um with that, Susan, uh you have a beautiful story of how you encountered the Holy Spirit when you went to visit your sister Margaret. Um yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, so I think most of you guys know that um, I have lost my mom and dad to cancer, and I've lost three sisters to cancer. And so when we found out that my sister Margaret, who's the last one that died during COVID from cancer, um, just hearing that one more of my sisters was going to pass away, my heart really broke, and I said, Lord... We've prayed for healing for all of them, yet no healing has come. And I don't know, I don't know how to deal with this. And so she lived three hours away. And so I booked off a day and I was going to go see her. And so friends of mine and some family said, you know what, let us come with you, don't go alone. And I said, no, I have an appointment with the Lord. I have an appointment with the Holy Spirit on the way up. I need to go by myself. And so on the way up, my first hour, I was very fidgety, and I just listened to everything, and I just, you know, I, I just um, couldn't settle. And then after an hour, I just turned everything off, and I said, okay, God, I need an encounter with you, because I'm hurting so bad. And I don't know what kind of words of hope to go speak to my sister. And she was in palliative care at home. And as I spoke that, suddenly the presence of the Lord just came into my vehicle. It was so strong. I felt like I could reach over and I could have touched them. Just, just the presence was so tangible there. And it wasn't anything he said to me. It was just being in the presence of the Lord. And I saw the beauty of the Lord. I saw the goodness of God. I saw his justice. I saw his holiness. Like he just, all of that, he just enlightened me and I saw how good God was and you know what just being in that presence of the Lord brought healing to my heart it brought healing to my heart and I'm like okay God you know what she's going home to with you it's so much better with you there is just such a the pain he he delivered me from the pain of loss before I even had the loss in that hour and a half that I drove I just worshiped because he made me see him 
rather than seeing the condition and knowing that my sister was going to be with him just alleviate the pain. But it didn't only alleviate the pain from that sister, it alleviated the pain from other loss of my family because all my family members that had gone to be with the Lord were all born again and they were, you know, I knew they were with Jesus. But how good of a God when, you know, he wants to come near. And, and I had no idea what to expect when I, I just said, Lord, I, I need an encounter with you. I need an appointment with you because I don't know how to do this. And he just showed up however he wanted to show up. He knew what I needed. And so when I went to see her, I well, sorry, on the way there, I said, I need, I need, I really want two things from you, Lord. I want to be alone with my sister, and which wasn't very likely because her husband was all there. And also she was in palliative care, so there was a nurse usually there, and there was a caregiver there. And, um... And so I wanted that, and I also wanted to be able to speak to her and because she was mostly unconscious at that time already. I get to the door, and her husband's at the door already saying, hey, do you mind if I go out for a bit? I need to go pick up something. And I said, no. And then the caregiver says, I'm done. I just got a call from my husband. Um, is it okay if I go home for a bit? And the nurse had already left. And so I'm alone with her. And I just felt the presence of the Lord all over that house. And I just put on worship music, and I just started praying for her. It, it, part of it was in tongues, part of it was regular. And I looked, went to her, and I just held her hand, and I prayed for her. And she opened her eyes, and she gave me the most beautiful smile. Not just her face, but her eyes just smiled so deeply. And I got to tell her I love her, and she said, I love you. And those were the last words I spoke to her. But it was a, just the presence of the Lord was there, and it was such a peaceful time. And that's just how he, he brought healing to me. By encountering him. Amazing. Um, again, so relatable, right? Like we have all gone through different things where, where we feel like what we're up against is just impossible. That it's, we can't, we just don't know how we're going to make it and how, how this is going to come to be. And um, yeah, when we, when we do exactly that, when we are just honest with him and say like, Lord, I just don't know how to do this. You're going to have to lead me there. I, I can't get to this place. This is too hard. And, and then he just does. And, you know, we can, all of us, we have scripture tucked away in our heart. We have memorized all kinds of things. And, and um, so many of us have just done church for a long time. And it's not new to us, right? But when difficult times come, we really, really just need an experience, an encounter with the Holy Spirit. We need him to just have heaven invade the earth, to just come and give us a word, even if that word is a corrective word, right? I don't know if you've ever experienced that, but like when you just feel like um, you hear the Lord saying, you, you know, you should stop doing this or repent of this, like you were saying, you repented and, you know, just feeling like there's a block there. Even if the word is a corrective word, from the Lord. It's like the best news ever, right? Because it's straight from him. You know it's from his heart and it's for your good. And it's always going to be for his glory, right? So, um, yeah, so encouraging. Thank you for sharing that. Um, Richard, you also have some really cool experiences and stories to share about your dis discipleship group. Um, tell us more about that. I, I really didn't come here thinking... A lot of the stories I tell were going to be about my Wednesday nights this year. But when you come together with a group of believers in 
close relationship, discussing your troubles and how God is there for you. God shows. And he pulls up a chair next to, next to us every single time. And it's been cool to be a part of that and to share it with other people. And even young adults on Sunday nights, it's been very cool to grow with another small group where you can, you can grow deeper with each other and experience God. One night, we were praying in our, in our small little group here, and we were trying to impart gifts on each other. So we prayed with our hands on each other and asked that whatever gifts that I have that I can also give to my fellow believers. And I was coming up blank on what I could possibly give. And a friend spoke just during the prayer and said, Richard, you're an evangelist. And it felt so clear in my head after that. It was just an, a new pathway, a new door that was opened up. And again, I was filled with this humility, yet confidence to, to walk the path that God has for me. When, when two or more are present, Jesus is there. Amen. Amen. That's awesome. Uh, and so encouraging. I, I just recognize in you, Richard, the hunger and just going like, God, I want whatever it looks like, right? And that's so encouraging to see um, at your age, you know, just that you're like, no, I want to do this. And and even with the word of evangelism, like, that's so amazing. Just going back to your earlier story of how you shared about while you were on this missions trip, how you, you prayed and God empowered you in that moment. You reached out. That was evangelism. And seeing how that, wor- that, that gift was already at work in you before and having it confirmed again and having you embrace it like that is amazing. And, um, yeah, like, I, I just feel like it's, right, we, we all have our journey, but when we start to just boast about what God is doing in our life, right, like the Bible says, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, when we testify, right, like, it's so hard to dispute someone's testimony, right, what they've encountered and experienced, and, um, yeah, thank you for sharing that. Uh, Susan, you also have just a humorous story of how you have encountered him. And I love that you're sharing this because it just shows how, uh, you know, God isn't a serious God who's just looking to, like, smack us over the head with the Bible or something. You know, he's, he's so awesome in so many ways. So, yeah. Yeah, so this is just really short. But one of my... One of my favorite stories of, of, of just God speaking to me was I was doing hair one day, and, or I was supposed to start doing hair, and somehow my hair dryer was not where it's supposed to be, and I had a client coming, and I couldn't find my hair dryer for nothing, and I just said, Jesus, where's my hair dryer? Like, I would do that all the time. Like, help me find my hair dryer. And I heard very clearly with a laughter, I didn't use it. And I'm like, what? I never thought you used it. But just, you know how it says Jesus identified with us in all areas. 
He even identifies in our humor. He identifies in, in, in our everyday life stuff. But for him to say to me, I didn't use it. It was like, it was really just lightened my load. It was, it was just funny because I had never heard him speak like that to me. Cause, but it, it was really cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Hearing him laugh. Yeah. It's so funny. Um, Richard, you also have a very cool uh, story about driving on the 401. <laughs> Share about that. My sister and I, we were on our way up to Kingston. We had just gotten to Milton, and I was passing people on the, on the far left lane. All of a sudden, my vehicle stops working. It, the gas meter just starts, well, not the gas meter, sorry. The speedometer starts dropping, and I'm pushing down on the gas. I, this all happened to Amber on an unrelated note in my car later. It freaked her out way more than it freaked me out. But anyways... I pulled over through three lanes of traffic and made it to the side sidewall of the road. As I'm pulling to a stop, immediately there's already a tow truck right in front of me. <laughs> and my sister and I, we looked at each other and we just, thank you God. Like, how, how can you know? And this tow truck driver took us to this mechanic shop 10 minutes down the road where there were these Pakistani technicians, and we sat there for three hours while they worked on our car. And we started to get hungry. So we just told the guy, hey, we're going to go look for food. And the guy's like, oh, no, no, don't bother, don't bother. I'll be right back. I'll be right back with some. And he comes back 20 minutes later with this whole Indian cuisine meal that he puts us in the lunchroom with him, and... We eat lunch with this whole group of Middle Eastern people. It was so cool. We were passing around pitas and dipping into the, the curry. My sister and I, we like to try new things. So it was, it was an experience for both of us. And I was reminded on my way here as I'm thinking of this story of Zechariah 2, 10, and 11. Shout and be glad for I am coming and I will live with you. Many nations will be joined with the Lord in that day and will become my people, and I will live with them in that day. And the Lord was there with all of his nations. Milton is such a cool place. <laughs> but I thank the Lord for that day. We still made it to Kingston on time, and he gave us just an open door. I hope to go back there. <laughs> see those guys that's so good um so when we prepared for this we really kind of just sat and went like you know try to they both have so many stories um but we really wanted to just pick different stories that would highlight different things and different ways that the lord reveals himself and um and this story just reminds me so much of how how easy it is for all of us. I'm sure we've all done it where we, the Lord has done something and, and we, we shrug it off or we rationalize our way out of believing that it was him that did that, right? And um, so we really wanted to hear this story from you, Richard, because uh, 
we, we really wanted everybody to just go like, wait, where have I encountered him like this? Where's my tow truck, right? Like where has God just shown up even when I didn't ask him specifically like that, right? And, and I think it's such a big deal for us to just learn to be very sensitive to hearing him, not just in the big explosive stories where we're like, oh my gosh, I got to tell the whole world this is so incredible, um, but value the little things as well, like where we hear the, just the small whisper or where he does something we didn't even yet ask him for, but he knew we were going to need it, right? And to, to make sure that we stop and give him glory for that and, um, and go back for our high five for him, right? With him, right? Like uh, so many times he tells us to go do things or he, he moves in our lives and, and when it's over, we just move on and we forget to go back and go like, God, I can't believe you let me do that. That was so amazing. Like, right? Get our high five, our a girl, right? Like you did it. Um, and just celebrating. And the more we do that, the more he is willing to reveal himself, right? We got to value the little things to get more of the things, right? Um, uh, yeah, so Susan, in closing, um, we've got quite a bit of time left. This is your chance, girl. Just encourage them to about Holy Spirit Weekend, about God. Just, yeah, share your heart. Okay, um, so... John 14, 26, this has been a really big verse in my life, and that is, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything that I have said to you. And for me, that is just so huge because um, Jesus taught the disciples, um, but he also said, you won't remember all these things, and I will send the Holy Spirit. He also said, I have so much more I want to teach you, but you are not able to take it right now. And so the Holy Spirit and, and Jesus, like it's the spirit of Jesus as well, right? And so just to not, some people are afraid of, of distinguishing the difference between the Holy Spirit, God, and Jesus. It's all Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, but it's all under God, right? And so just my encouragement is to enter, if you are, I would really encourage you to sign up, for, number one, for this weekend. Randy is such a great teacher that the, he's walked with God for a long time and he, and he just I don't know I go through his, with his through his devotionals on a regular basis and just there's so much that I always glean and he's just such a gentle teacher and I really believe that God has sent him to us for exactly this time for him to for us to learn from him to teach us things and so my encouragement is if you haven't signed up if you're you're for any reason just pulling back don't let that don't allow the enemy to rob you of what God has for you coming. The enemy never wants us to have what God wants for us. He's always really good at giving us excuses and literally sabotaging our plans. And so when we really want the Holy Spirit, sometimes we have to pursue hard. And even if you have signed up for the Holy Spirit weekend this week, I'm just going to tell you, you're probably going to go through some battle this week. Because... What is going to be taking place this weekend is huge in the kingdom. But I also don't want you to go in with specific expectation that it's going to be this, this, and this. We, I just encourage all of us to say, Holy Spirit, I know you know all things, and you have things for me, and I'm just going to let you teach me what you want to teach me this week. 
Don't say, oh, this and this, and I'm expecting this. No, 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 no. God is God, and he can do what he wants. And he knows us far better than we know ourselves. And so to just yield and knowing that scripture just, there's, I've already gotten, looked through all of Randy's notes that he sent, and there's so much scripture involved in it. And I'm just so excited for that. And so my heart really, honestly, as I've been crying out to the Lord for this, my cry is, please don't let anybody miss out. Because I just really think that this is going to be a great growth opportunity for our church. And see what the Lord wants to, wants to show you. I think it's, it's, it's amazing. Um, so yeah, my encouragement for this weekend is if you haven't signed up, today is actually our last day to sign up. Um, so I would really just encourage you to sign up and come and see what, what God has for you. Good. Uh, Richard, same question to you. Uh, just encourage our socks off. <laughs> I'm a little younger than the other two people up on stage here today. <laughs> <laughs> I spent the time questioning the gospel and if I wanted Jesus as my savior and when I came to church it was the older people in this church that I looked at and just saw the zeal that they still had for the Lord and then to be a youth leader and to be in kids ministry and to see kids coming to Jesus and loving God both sides of that, just seeing the passion that the blood of Jesus and the word of our testimony has against the devil. The blood of Jesus, you know, he died for each and every one of us. And all we have to do is accept him as our Savior and our Lord. And grow to, to love others just as Jesus did. Now we can grow by ourselves, but it's so much more impactful when we have a community, when we have a church that we can come together and dig deeper. I, I felt lost for a while. I'm so thankful that I've had friends, family, mentors to, to keep me yearning for God. So yeah, I want to encourage each and every one of you guys to see what the Lord has in your life and to put yourself down, to pick up your cross and follow God, follow Jesus. The first part and the hardest part for me was surrender. He is my Lord. Thank you. That's so good. So good. Um, I'll just call the worship team up at this time. And um, yeah, can, can you just join me in just giving them a round of applause for doing this? Thank you so much, guys.